0: You are listening to Help for HD Live, the first podcast created for families living with Huntington's and juvenile Huntington's disease. Don't forget to find us on iTunes, Blog Talk, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. You can also search over 500 archived episodes and other projects at HelpForHD.org. To watch us in person, find Help for HD TV on YouTube and subscribe and ring the bell for notifications on new content. Help for HD Live is going on air in 5, 4, 3, 2,
1: Hello, everyone, and thanks so much for tuning in to Help for HD Live. This show is made possible because of a grant from Pharmace- Tem- Pharmaceuticals. Okay, I have an issue's talking today, so Teva Pharmaceuticals, there we go, uh, and the Growth Foundation. I'm your host, Lauren Holder. Today we are going to be talking about um, HD ancestry and being able to trace back your family history of Huntington's, um, and a little bit about going into. We're going to talk a little bit about um, the actual DNA test with like programs like 23andMe and and Ancestry DNA. and how those are different from getting your um, genetic test done for Huntington's disease to see if you have Huntington's. Um, So we're going to be talking about that today and then just kind of delving into into how you can actually trace your HD ancestry back, what would be something that you would look for um, when you're tracing it in certain articles, um best places to look that type of things and we'll be having somebody come on um, who actually has done this and um is familiar with the whole process so um let's start off with i want i want to start off with i just did this myself as far as um wanting to trace back my aunt ancestry and i you know specifically want to look at huntingtons but i'm doing it for all purposes as well, so I decided to um, to do the um, ancestry DNA on ancestry.com and um, submit my my DNA for um, to just kind of trace back my family history. Now, the good thing about this is that um, my aunt has already participated in the ancestry DNA things so she already got a lot of hits and was able to trace a lot of our family back and knows a lot of our family um, on that side of um, with Huntington's and so that makes it a little bit easier going in to be able to trace back because we know um, one that my dad has you know my dad has it and then or had it and um, that my grandfather had it and my great grandmother had it so going from that having the um ancestry dna done and her results already made it a little bit easier for for me in that aspect but um but that doesn't mean that you're not going to get hits or anything it just makes it a little bit easier to start off um and we'll have like i said we're going to have laura come on and we're going to be talking about how we can do that. But I just want to point out that the um, ancestry DNA portion or the 23 and me, if you choose to do it that way, or if you look at a different company, it is not the same doing a genetic test for Huntington's disease. Um, they're not pulling the same, the same information. So you will not be able to submit your DNA that way, find out that you have Huntington's and, um, and, and, expect to get results like that about Huntington's it's strictly for um for ancestry purposes uh, and you can do a health one again that's not going to tell you anything about Huntington specifically um, it can tell you about percentages in regards to um like risk for heart disease or risk for certain things but it's not going to be specific to Huntington's so when you do this you do not have to be afraid of finding out that you um, have Huntington's through something like Ancestry DNA Um, it's just and if you are ever worried about something like that just do the Ancestry side of things and don't worry about doing the health side of things because it won't you can choose to do that um, and just get into the Ancestry side and not the health side so as you're looking at those things, make sure that you're considering what it is that you want to do and, um, you know, what you're wanting to get out of it. If you already know your HD gene status, it's okay to do the health side because it's not going to tell you either way. It's a completely different type of test than what you would do for Huntington's um, the Huntington's gene test specifically, okay? And then um, also look at what each organization or company is going to offer what their privacy policies are um, make sure that they're not going to send your information out to third-party companies and the great thing to remember as well especially, especially with the ancestry dna one because uh, i did a lot of research on privacy and security um, so with ancestry specifically um, they will not give your information without your permission um, they can if you give permission, um, but unless they have a court order, they cannot give any type of information without your consent. So those are things to consider as well when you're looking at doing those types of things um, as far as submitting your DNA to find out your ancestry. Um, But we're also going to talk about how you can look for, you know, for your family history of Huntington's and, and find your ancestry that way. We've got Laura who is coming on with us. She's a dear friend for many, many years. Um, She has Huntington's and she has actually gone through this process of doing research to find her, um, her family history of it. And she's going to talk to us about that and kind of what she's done and um, look into ways that we, that you can kind of search back because She definitely knows a lot more than me as I'm just getting started with it. So let me bring Laura on. Laura, thank you so much for joining me today. Can you hear me?
2: Yes, I can. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. Um, So
1: we're going to be talking about um, HD Ancestry, and you have actually traced your family history back, right?
2: Um, As far as I could, family history did hit a brick wall very, kind of very quickly for me. Um, And in order to solve the mystery of a brick wall, I made an assumption about one, you know, about one branch of my family tree. Uh, Obviously, the Huntington's one. And then I kind of skipped forward and thought that I could start with the Huntington's research and I worked actually I worked with a couple people on Ancestry years ago I'm talking like 2009 2010 Um, and we took some of the papers that we were able to get um, about the first families that were studied to have Huntington's in the United States and the family that came that they suspect it originated from um, because once I had gotten my family tree back so far, I then ended up being, my fam- some of the family ended up being from the same area um, in Suffolk, Burrs, England, where they think that um, the ancestors of this guy, Geoffrey Francis, um, he immigrated from England in 1634, and they believe that he brought the gene with him. So there were um, studies that were done out of the Cold Springs Harbor eugenics office that um, I was able to get a hold of and kind of make, do research on those families, trace them forward. I haven't fully met it in the middle, but, you know, they ended up, um, they have like a paper where they're researching three clusters in um, Long Island, New York, which of course a lot of immigrants came in there at that time, all of them. Long Island, New York, Western Massachusetts, um, and the I believe it was the Connecticut area. And it just ends up all smashing into Western Massachusetts where my family is from. So um, I still don't have a definitive connect the dots in the middle um, because I do have my father. My great-grandfather had Huntington's, so my father's father. His brother went AWOL for a period of time, from when he got out of the army in '54 to when they found him in the '80s, and he was already sick with Huntington's. Um, so we're missing a big piece of family there, I think, because he had children. He, we have a picture of him in a wedding ring, but then his mother had Huntington's, and where I cannot find proof that his father had it. I'm sorry that her father. So my. Hmm, it starts to get dicey, but my great, great grandfather. Mm -hmm. um, And it was interesting because I found out that my grandfather had, um, there were people on, on Ancestry already looking for him. And the people on Ancestry, I met one of my third cousins on Ancestry. She was researching the same family member because she had um, nieces and nephews that are sick with Huntington's. Wow. And I ended up going and it was very freaky because I ended up going to an event that we had here at the HD um, for the the HDSA up in mass. Um, Our good friend, Jimmy Pollard had an event at the Guthrie center Mm -hmm. with, I think I'm related to Arlo at some point. I didn't I haven't really figured it out, but um him about it. But when I went to the Guthrie Center, he told me you should check out the cemetery in town because a bunch of people are in. Basically, I happened to be there for an HD event and I found the cemetery plot of my great-grandmother and my my great-uncle was buried there too. Oh wow. And then on the front of the stone was the, was her parents. And it's my great grandmother that I don't know for sure who had it, but I'm assuming it was her father because he died younger, but he was, um, he had a few run-ins with the law that sounded a little bit more on the mental health side. And he also ended up dying from a skull fracture. Um, And the news article said that he had died from a skull fracture that he actually got from an auto accident. Uh, 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 Like he was walking and he was hit by a car and he was fine for days and just dropped dead from a brain bleed. Um, But they mentioned in that article, he had just gotten out of the hospital after being there for some time. And there are a couple other mentions of him being in the hospital and his wife, my great great grandmother lived to be like almost a hundred and was like completely there. I have like relatives that tell me told me so i I'm just assuming he had it and the interesting thing is he was black so which is awesome and he married an an immigrant who was from Ireland, so back then that probably wasn't kosher but it was pretty cool to you know that means that my great-grandmother was half black that's awesome like i'm more african-american than elizabeth warren is indian (laughs) that was a bad joke
0: so but so let me ask you how
1: is it that you um well uh, let me uh, let me come back to because i've got an interesting story about my family. This is a problem with me and Laura. Is we could probably talk for hours, but um, <laughs> how, how would, how did you go about actually searching for those articles to find information about your um, great grandfather?
2: Um, well, you know, whenever I take up an interest, it becomes like tunnel vision. Um I, had found some paperwork and some research online um, and I think it did start all with uh, with the ancestry so I had found references to this paper on all the things that I found there were references to this paper which was classical Huntington's family as a study of a manuscript um, it was actually put out by a guy named Sheldon Reed in sixty four and then updated by Elizabeth Munsey in nineteen 19- 13, and it's literally a, it goes to like, I know it's over like 70 pages, and it's the, the descendants of Henry and Joseph Peck, and then it splits off into describing Korea and Brantford, Connecticut, Long Island, and two places, um, and then where those people went afterwards, but the paper is very descriptive. It has names, um, which is why it wasn't easy to get. It was public record, but it's not like, it could be now. This is, again, back in, like, 2010. But um, I ended up, I think I had to pay something like 70 bucks to have this paperwork um, printed from the University of Minnesota Archives. And then when I got it, I scanned it, and I put all the people into an Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> and it, it described everything that these people, like this person had you know, magrams, which were like tremors. This person was, you know, horrible things like this person was locked, known to be locked away, kept locked away in the attic. Um, And it also describes a lot of people who intertwined with the Salem witch trials and who were tried crushed to death. And they there's a lot of, if you do um, Google it Huntington's Disease Salem Witch Trials. There's a ton of documentation out there now that that says that they think that that might have been some of what was causing people to think, you know, during the hysteria that people were witches. Because imagine seeing, like, what do we do when we go to convention? We see all of our, our friends that that have tremors. Um, I know that my family, it's more of mental... Um, You know, my father never really had tremors. I've never really had physical symptoms, but I know that I'm affected mentally by it. So maybe they were suicidal, killed themselves, things like that. Um, That could, I think that the thinking was that it was all kind of connected. So I just kind of got, I just remember when I, at the time I was married and my husband was really ticked off that I spent like that much money. Trying to get paperwork on this, Um, but you know it was very—it's it, fascinating—and I can put it out there if anybody wants to see any of it. Um Oh, you can send it to me I, for sure. Well, after so, what is it now? After twenty-two years, I can call my ex-husband. No, twelve years. I can't add. I can call my ex-husband and be like, "You told me nobody would care about this. I want to tell you that they do." So, um, but, <laughs> yes as an example, um, you know, the first thing they talk about is this guy, Joseph Peck, brother of Henry, born in England, settled in New Haven. Then they say, he married this, and then he had children. And then they give the children, the children. This person got married. If they know anything, they, they go into that. Um, If they don't know anything, they just put the name. Sometimes it's just female. Um, If, People like you know, no. Let me see here. This guy, Gideon Peck. He was born in 1766. Um, now nothing could be ascertained concerning the nervous condition of this branch branch of the family until later. We come to the son of Gideon, who was chronic and insane. He married mm-hmm. this woman for, from Rehoboth, Mass. They had two children. Who were one of them was born in 1831. Had chronic Dementia and was put in a sanitarium. Um, the the other one ha- was also put into a sanitarium and died of senile dementia. So it was it was very interesting to the eugenics department from the research I did. It, it was kind of a I don't know how to say this. It was kind of a a a uh, good attempt at unfortunately like ethnic cleansing and making the population strong they were studying the you know how to suppress certain things from the population mm-hmm. and you know it, it it was fascinating how you know they were trying to not weed it, it was like the beginning of the study of how you know would you, if you had if you knew that these people were going to be this sick or you could knock it out at the beginning of the family by not having a child or these people not having children um you know it would be better for everybody supposedly right right but so it's interesting that you did it
1: through Ancestry. I'm doing my Ancestry DNA process now, and I'm waiting on my results. But uh, my aunt has already done it, so she got a lot of hits because um, because there were other people looking for family members, and um, it was the Huntington side of our family. Um, and so she got in touch with family members that um, we didn't even know we had or. Um, a couple of them were ones that she knew, but she didn't remember them because she was so young and they remembered her. And so, um, you know, we hadn't been in touch with that side of our family because my grandfather was, you know, he, he didn't want, once his mom was symptomatic and he didn't want really anything to do with them. um, And, you know, he was embarrassed by his mom and, um so well, that they even happens now I know and so they you know but they shared information which is awesome so I have a starting point but um I never know what to look for um as far as when I'm looking in papers like if there are specific words since Huntington's Korea wasn't really a part of everything um beforehand so um that's where I've where I've struggled. So I'm really looking forward to the DNA part of it. But um but my family what we found uh talking about coming through Long Island um definitely where I mean we've got records of that now. <laughs> so Well, um,
2: unfortunately everybody came through there too though. So uh, Right, right. But at least but, I have somewhere to start. Yes. I think um, so, I think it's time too for me to revisit it because I I also I had problems with people being sensitive about me looking for this information. I mean, right down to my my own immediate family. Um, I had I ended up finding I did twenty three and me first, and I remember um, speaking to one of our friends, Katie who said that she did 23andMe back when they did, apparently like at the beginning, I think they did end up, they, they did. I don't know if it was inadvertently I don't know, but you were, I think that you were able to see your Huntington status way back when they started. And I want to say that she was in that first group. Um, the 23andMe didn't do anything really interesting right away until I realized, until I did more research I really didn't pay attention to it. And I found I had a second cousin, a second or third cousin. And I was like, well, this doesn't make sense. And now after all these years and now that I understand how, you know, I'm thinking second or third cousin is only specific, you know, like my uncle, you know, one of my uncle's kids who had a kid, but it can also be the other way. And there's a, couple th- like, there's a couple of things now that make it easier. And I, I went on another website that gave me, I put in my information from 23andMe. I put in my information from Ancestry. And it would, sh- I think I had to pay $10 for a membership to it. But it gave me some very definitive, for instance, this woman that I was related to, I, I put her information in. You put your information in, you get a kit number. She gave me her kit number and access to it. So I was able to take both of our DNA, put it together, and on that site it told me exactly how I was related to her. And she, I bel- I'm i not 100%, but I'm, 99, I'm over 99% sure she is a child of my great uncle that was from that piece of time that we're missing. She was adopted from California. He was known to be in California, found him. After talking to her for years, I just pulled her up. You know, I'm friends with her on Facebook. I pulled her up a few years, like two years ago. And I said, I can't believe I've never done this. But I just thought it was from the other side of the family. And she looks exactly like my great uncle. She looks like my dad. Um, Oh, wow. So I was able to connect her to my to one of my other great uncles who's still living and is over 90 and they talked on the phone for hours. So it's pretty interesting. There's a lot of, there's a lot of broken connections. Um, If, if you hit a brick wall and not even just with Huntington's research, but with anything, it could be hard you know, I have a cousin that's on my, I know is on my non-Huntington side. First cousin. Um, and I'm trying to figure out where he belongs, but I know he is probably an illegitimate child from my grandfather on my mother's side, who I don't really know. Well, he, well he's passed now, but but this guy is much older. And I don't think he's like, you know, I, I talked to him a little bit, but he doesn't go on the internet a lot. I, you know, I emailed him. It took him four months to email me back. And he said, no, my parents were this person and this person. And I have one sibling. And I was like, well, (laughs) I don't know how to tell somebody like DLA doesn't lie. And we have all these other relatives, you know, I could put it, it, it puts him right in the family tree. He's related to all the same people as me. Uh, what am I going to do? Tell somebody who's elderly that they don't know what they're talking about <laughs> and that their mother or father had, may have had an affair. No. So yeah. it's
1: fast.
2: It's fascinating. It
1: is fascinating. And to see the, to find out stories as well, um, you know, about family history is amazing. Let me ask you that website that you use to put in all that information. Do you remember what it is?
2: Yes. Um, that was another point i wanted to tell you um is it's um jedcom it's g g e d which is like the name of the it's the file format when you download your ancestry tree or um information like that it, it ends it in dot g e d g it's jed g e d c o m um mm-hmm. And if you do a quick Google search even on that website, I believe they found the Golden State, because I'm also a serial killer fanatic, there was, um, yeah, the Golden State killer was identified by using that website. Um, When he started killing people in 1976, the DNA had not been you know, a thing then, and right. apparently, what happened? Somebody, um, distant relatives, uploaded their stuff, and as distant relatives filled things in, um, you know, it, it gave them like a clear it gave them like a clear path of how they were related. So really it was cool. it was very so, interesting.
1: Yeah. So I I did I just did a Google um search for Gedcom. And pops up, and that's awesome. Um, wow. Okay, so I'm definitely going to look into that as well. And yeah, and um, I'll help you too.
2: And anybody who anybody who needs help, I'd be so happy to help. It does get tedious, and I have to say that my knowledge of it is pretty good. But there, some people get into some of the stuff, and it's just way over my head. So but they have a bunch of videos on the site too. You can watch and um, like sample families and they use, they have like samples. You could go on there and look at George Washington stuff, you know? So this is awesome.
1: And then you also have um, definitely the, uh, the file that you originally got to trace. I'd um, love to have that too, just so I could see. Oh,
2: I'll, I'll give it to you.
1: Absolutely. Um. But all of this stuff is really interesting. And now with Ancestry.com and 23andMe and and all of those things, um, it makes it very easy. But, again, you're going to run into things where um, people don't want to talk to you because they don't want to necessarily know, um, you know, what's going on. Or um, you'll hit walls with information or... You know, for me, it's been how do I search for this stuff because um, I didn't know how to. I didn't know how to really search for Huntington's. I talked with talked with somebody else in the Huntington's community about that, and she had created a a Facebook group, and that was helpful for me to know how to search. Um, you know, and well, kind of get started. That. A Facebook group.
2: Yeah, or get in on that one or something.
1: Right. Then we yeah. can put the file um,
2: up there.
1: Yes, absolutely. So I definitely think that's something we should do, especially for those of us who are interested in tracing our family. Um, I want to point out again that 23andMe and Ancestry do not give you Huntington's results. Um, but if you decide to, if you're at risk and you decide to delve into your family history, um, you know, just realize that there are going to be people in certain, in similar situations with you, where you might find family members who are dealing with something, and they don't want to be um, part of it, and that's okay. Um, if they're not w- willing to to share information on it, or they they don't want to really face it right now, everybody has to do things in their own time. But um, don't be afraid if you're at risk to do this type of um, DNA um, or or research because it's not going to tell you whether or not you have it. Um, they, they can't do that now. The test is completely different. So um, before I let you go, Laura, was there anything else that you wanted to share with people? I don't think so. We're going to look it's at... A, um,
2: it's fast. It's a fascinating search. There's a lot of information out there. Um, there are people even searching for Huntington's families and stuff on the ancestry groups, which used to be a bigger thing before the DNA kind of got into it. Um, I don't know how big the ancestry groups and stuff like that are now, but I will definitely... Um, you know, look into putting this together on a Facebook group or, or you can or whatever. And I think in a respectful yeah. way, there's ways to sa- satisfy your curiosity in a respectful way. If you feel like you're hitting brick walls with people or your your own research and you don't m- maybe feel a hundred percent comfortable. I did feel a little naggy to some of my older relatives at times. Um, And, of course, my own personal nature, I'm like, you know, when my neighbors have a fight, I'm outside vacuuming the driveway because I want to listen. So, I'm I'm always (laughs) looking for drama. (laughs) So, you know, it doesn't help that they know that when I found out my great-grandfather was black, I was like, oh, scandal! That would have been scandalous, wouldn't it, then? You know, or when I found out that when I tried to figure out how some of these people were related to me, I was like, I wonder if somebody had an affair, you know? So I know that I'm silly, but sometimes there are people that are really affected by that. Some people wouldn't want to know, and that's fine, but there's ways to figure out, you know, the things that led to us being who we are while still respecting people who may not want to be, brought into it. And, it and it circles back to just like we do testing and stuff like that. You know, people, some people don't get tested and there's ways for you to get tested and they, you know, if you don't, if you have a parent that doesn't want to know there's ways to be sensitive about it. Right. Exactly.
1: Well, I really appreciate you coming on and talking about this with me. Um, I think it's fascinating. I'm really excited about doing it. Uh, my dad always found um, found this stuff interesting, and um, I'm just kind of continuing on with that. And uh, I still
2: think that I'm going to find out I was related to your dad. I used to tell him that. <laughs> you did, and I
1: wonder, you know, specifically you mentioned three three specific families, um, and them doing the research, and that made me think about whether or not we are related somehow through all of that. Um, but we'll definitely um,
2: this is why keep I looking at the... people We don't condone relationships in the Huntington's community unless it's been thoroughly researched. Sorry. I'm afraid I'm related <laughs> to everybody.
1: <laughs> so um, we're going to put that up. We're going to put this information up in a Facebook group as well, and that way it's available to people who are interested in Doing their um, history, family history of Huntington's, and seeing if they can find out anything, and you know, trace it all back, see what happens. Um, if you're interested in that, definitely send us a message. You can send me a message um, on Facebook. You could also send me a message at Lauren at Help4HD.org, and, um, and I'm happy to add you and get you information. Laura, thank you again for coming on and talking with me about all this.
2: Anytime. It was awesome to hear your voice. Awesome to hear yours too. I miss you. I miss you. Give love to those babies. Mm -hmm.
1: Thank you so much. We'll talk to you guys later. I'll talk to you later.
0: Thank you for listening.